There is nothing more exciting than launching a new endeavor. And there is nothing more terrifying than launching a new endeavor. It doesn't matter if you know everything about it. It doesn't matter if you've got all the experience and all the wisdom to do it and nail it. It is freaking terrifying, especially if it is a business that is innately tied to your own strengths, your own talents, and your own experience. And that's what is happening with my guest today, Leslie Lucas. She is one of my coaching clients, um, someone that I really enjoy working with. And she has been on a massive journey this year, moving from a business format that she's very familiar with and knows very much how to run pretty much in her sleep, probably has been tempted to run it sometimes in her sleep when she's been tired. And going from that to somewhere where she's using those sa- that same knowledge, but putting it in a scope of using it to benefit people in a wider, broader context. What's eventuated is analysis paralysis and a total fear of moving forward in case she makes a mistake. So we're going to talk today about this because it's such a common problem. Uh, but before we do, uh, welcome to the show, Leslie. Thank you, Rachel. Did you want to give everyone a bit of a background about who you are? Now, before you do that, um, I, I know this is actually quite charged and a bit threatening for Leslie because she's a perfectionist and what I'm essentially asking her to do is give her elevator pitch, which I'm not. I'm not, I don't really care about that actually, to be honest, but she's got to think that's what I'm asking. But one of the things is, is that she might say something now that she's going to listen back in a month's time and go, oh, why did I say it that way? Because now I think I know it's this way. When we initiate and start stuff, it's not going to roll off the tongue comfortably. Is it, Leslie? No, it's not. Is it, Rachel? It's not. <laughs> she has hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So we're just not going to worry about that. And you're just going to chat to me a little bit about what your background was, and then what you're kind of hoping to do now. And if it doesn't run off perfectly, that's okay. No one's going to listen to that and go, oh, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Because marketing and talking about our business is different to knowing the business itself. And it's an evolving journey. So um, tell us a little bit about about you, Leslie, and about what you're doing. So um, I'm Ledley, and yeah. my background is <laughs> hospitality, events, sales, and event management and I've been doing that for gosh over 35 years so safe to say you're pretty experienced uh yes 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 (laughs) and and I think I've seen everything done everything and um Mm. tried to I don't know my journey has been uh international so I started in the UK where I was organizing large events and then um, my husband and I emigrated to New Zealand about 12 years ago and had a hospitality business and then went traveling and now here I am and I've had unforgettable Mm. fun for um, a couple of years which is how I launched the business and now as you say I'm at that pivotal point where um, basically my whole vision is to just bring events to life and and I, I really love that uh, can, can I ask you a question before we jump into it? I'm sorry for interrupting you because I know you're like, but I know my thing and you've now interrupted me. But I've got a question and I don't, you have to tell us your age, but age group-ish. So I can tell you my age and yeah, I'm okay. 53. Okay, so you're the same, about the same age as me. Do you think too that reality is, is that when we get to this stage, we are also looking at things where we go, that business served me really well when I was in my 20s, 30s, even 40s, where I'm quite happy to have really long days, running around doing things. And it's not that I can't do that anymore. 
but I'm looking for something that is more in sync with me having a bit more time to do other things and having options. And that might have also caused a bit of a catalyst for this change. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. um, the body changes, um, what you're capable of doing mentally and physically um, yeah. changes. And, you know, 18, 19 hour days were the norm. Yeah, and they can't, that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Because I, I think too, like, we're lucky that we're in an age where there was a long time back in the day it wasn't like that but there's a lot there was a long time in history of men and women and in business where you hit 50 and that was it as a woman like that was that was it and now that whole thing um you know one of our um, mutual not people we know who's in the coaching group too janet calls it the age of the crone which she really owns but i don't know if i like the word crone but no. you know like it's that thing but she's saying you know wisdom the wisdom that comes from all that knowledge it's you can either go, cool, well, I've just done that and I'm walking away, or you could go, I can share that with the world so other people can learn from all that background knowledge I've got. And that's not just about you then, it's about serving them. Well, that's that's right. And I think it's that's what's my mindset changes. No. Is that, you know, I've been in the events and yes. I've been in the build up to them and then the delivery. And mm. now, you know, what I've always been from people around me, they've always said, Leslie, I see you as inspirational. Leslie, I see you as a mentor. So there's taking that and saying, do you know what? I actually want to offer my experience, knowledge, passion to help other people bring on their own events so that they're successful. And yes. that's one of the biggest things I think for me now is to say, oh, how can how can I bring other people's events to life and share my energy and passion? That's really amazing. And I, I love that. So without further ado around that, because I did interrupt you with it, what is it that you're planning to do? Because you've still got unforgettable fun. You still will be running some events for people, though, being probably quite selective and who you get from everyone that comes to you because you want to make sure you're really going to do the ones that fit in with where you are, right? Um, but what, what, where are you sitting? Like, What is your, your game plan for Leslie Lucas? So um, I... Ah, oh, you're so scared. <clears throat> She's going to be fine, guys. She is just completely freaked out because she's now saying, <laughs> I'm owning it now. You are owning it. This is the start. I am owning it. And in Rachel's words, I'm going to trust the process. Yes. And that's what I found really hard over the last no, no, few no. months. And well, probably longer than a few months. It's probably this year where I have been so indecisive yeah. and I'll do this. No, I won't. I'll do this. No, I won't. I'll do this. No, I'll try this. And the mm. shiny objects have been just pinging at me. So yeah. what I really want to do is I've just done a one-page landing page for a lesleylucas.com. Yay. And that is going to be my space <laughs> where I help others by coaching them yeah. to create yeah their vision, their passion, their events, and work alongside them however much they want, whether that's just the creativity, whether it's mm. the in-depth bits and pieces that goes with it. And then Unforgettable Fun is behind that so that when people want to work more with me out of the coaching yes. space but in their events, then they're part of my Unforgettable Fun brand. And I really love this because you're still you're not letting go of, of something you've already got that you've worked hard on that has that long history of everything you've done. 
what you're doing is saying, I'm going to bridge the gap between that and what I do now. And maybe in four or five years, you might go, well, actually, this course, this resurgence is unforgivable fun, but by stepping a little bit out of it, I now have a team that's doing all that stuff and I'm just managing it. Or it might go, wow, LeslieLucas.com really took off and I'm just going to do that and unforgivable fun might actually slowly die. Either way, or both balance. And you don't really know which one of those it is, but you're giving yourself this open opportunity to discover that. Yeah. And I think at this stage, what's freaked me out the most is the thought of, oh, no, I'm dropping unforgettable fun, which actually mm. I'm not. Um, yes. I'm just um, building another strand. Yes. And a strand that for me um, is also a give back because I yeah. I really love supporting and helping people. And when mm. they're having fun, when they're enjoying themselves, when they actually get to be part of their own event that's the big thing for me because yeah. a lot of event organizers don't become part of their own event they miss out on everything whereas through coaching you can actually mm -hmm. go through all the tips all the roadblocks and then say this is how you can be part of your own content and enjoy right. it and be in the moment do you think too um that part of this is also because we've talked about this a little bit that, and this is something I, you know, I want to talk to other people that are listening to this as well. Because one of the things we talk about in the, in the coaching group is that, you know, I, I work with people who want to be the face of their business. And I don't know if you necessarily, really? even consciously, when you started working with me, that that's what you were thinking. You were thinking, I want to grow yeah, unforgettable fun. I just need to make sure I'm doing that. I know I need to be more visible. But what's actually happened is you've started to recognize that there's this teaching and speaking passion inside you that you really want to actualize and, and we're, 50, we're in our 50s if we don't do it now when do we do it and I think that that's also this like we have to own that as well don't we that um, there's something in you that has this desire to teach and to train and to lead and to empower and to energize others and when you're an event organizer you're essentially doing that by helping other people take that stage and this is actually you going I think I'm ready to have a stage myself. Yes. And I think that's that's been a deep desire. And oh. I look back to some of my friends and I spoke to one of my close friends uh, only a few days ago and just secretly, do you know, I want to be on stage with the microphone. She went, that's not secret. She <laughs> said, that seriously is not secret. I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's the thing, like, you know, other people can see it in us long before we can. And I, I think, um, I don't know if you've read it. I don't, oh, no, you probably haven't because we've discovered you and I have very different music days. So you probably haven't read it. But Taylor Swift's Time Magazine article, she talks in there a little bit about how she's talking about like this time when she had this massive in her heart failure and how she's just like completely hidden away and she's she feels like she's in this brink of complete failure but everyone else around her sees her as this massive success during that time and I was thinking how often we don't look at ourselves we're not looking we, we are all worst enemies at not actually allowing ourselves to dream the things we want to do or do the things that we really want to do and we're not listening to that and, and that can cause us to feel depressed and stressed and and so I want to talk about this first before we, we talk a little bit about what your your offer is, is that I think 
you know, and I talked about this with you on Tuesday when we actually saw you in, as part of adults. Sorry, guys, but we had like a really cool group coaching thing on, on Tuesday for a whole day together. So it was amazing. It was so, I cried a few times because I was just like, I can't believe this group of people are all here. It's amazing. Um, but one of the things we said was sometimes when something is very, very important to us, we don't want to act because we don't want to fuck it up because we know that that is the thing we really, really want to do. And if we make a mistake on that, we feel like we'll have ruined that one thing that we, so this, the reason you're paralyzed, a lot of it is for the first time in a long time, this really counts. Yeah, it does. And I look back to, um, some of my patterns and my personal patterns are not allowing myself many, many things. And that's yes. life's journey for me. Yeah. And I'll always um, put that last. Whereas yeah. now there's there's a deep desire for that to change. Yeah. And, you know, at, fi- at 53, there's there's still time. I've still got, I've still yeah, got the don't. energy and passion. And yeah. it's realizing how I can take that forward for me internally for mm. myself for the people around me and for others mm. so so yes it's um massive is allowing and this is like the turning point for me and i like i want to say to everyone listening obviously i'm not a counselor so please don't think i'm trying to do it but counseling session with leslie but i've been here and a lot of my clients have as well um and i can tell you leslie that i had exactly the same things um i I um I got I got a bit of help talking around this sort of thing, um, probably about eight or nine years ago. And one of the things that came up for me, which immediately made me go, "Oh gosh, this is so the same as this," <laughs> is that I remember someone saying to me, "Why do you always want the, all those beautiful things for other people?" Like I was working so hard to go, I like you running events for other people is you giving speakers a platform making it possible so it's kind of like we're speaking out of what we really want for ourselves and we're giving it to other people because we don't think we have a right to have it for ourselves and and I had in every year of my life I had terrible relationships and the turning point was when someone said why can't you have that love like you wanted it for everyone else and I was always matchmaking people and I'd be like why can't you do that for yourself why can't you acknowledge it and even in it's a constant struggle for me like when I had my weight loss surgery, you know, I think I've told you this, that I've been talking about it. We're out for lunch. And then Rod said, oh, do you want to have it? And I said, I don't want to put anyone out. Like my whole thing wasn't about myself. It was about how it was going to impact everyone else around me. Yep. And I think that's probably a bit of this. Like, it's like, am I, you need to give yourself the right to actually do the thing you really want to do. Yeah. And, and not, and do it from a real sense of within. Yeah, than um, should, could, need mm. to, have to. Um, yeah. From there's a lot of, of that in the world, and being historically a very much people pleaser is like looking at everyone around, and saying you should do that, Leslie, or no, you no, ought no. to do that, or why aren't you doing? Or you that? can do that. You're capable. You can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, why do you ever doubt yourself? You've got so much energy. You've got so much passion. Mm. You know, you're out there. Whereas inside it's a very different story and also you can do that I think it's like often we listen to that side and go oh you can do that and so you go oh you can do it means I should do it and sometimes we can fall ourselves into traps where there's areas of our business we really love doing and we love doing them 
But then there's all this other stuff we've ended up doing because people said we are capable at it or good at it, but we don't necessarily love it. And giving ourselves permission to go, actually, I could just ditch that side for 17 hour days. We could just ditch that part and only do the bit we love. Yeah. And it, it's quite a scary, it is a scary thing. And what I think you're doing right, and, and um, I, I mentioned her surname, but you'll know exactly which one, because I've got lots of Kates in my group. But unlike a certain Kate I know who just ditched the other side and just went and flipped into it. I, I like that we are doing a, a gentle transition because that's how I tend to operate. I, I applaud her as well. You can work both ways. You can raise the field and go straight into something else or you can slow to segue. And, and, and it's helped for you that your segue, and as you started to do this, has been in the traditionally quiet time of the year, people organizing events because while there's lots of events happening at this time of the year, I'm recording this before Christmas for those of you that are listening, um, that you... It's not generally a time people are going, hey, Leslie, can you help me with an event? Because this is the time people are in their events. Absolutely. So this is a good time to be doing that because it's a quieter time anyway. So you're not having to juggle things too much. But when you're doing it and you're going through it, one of the things I've said to you besides that headspace, which I think is a constant thing that just needs to be, you know, look, I am not a counsellor, but I'm going to say sometimes we just have to fake the bravado. Like, I think we just have to go, I did not believe, really, when I started, that I deserved to have, to be happy doing something I really loved. I did not believe it inside. But I went, I'm going to, I'm going to act like I believe it. <laughs> I'm going to act, I can believe it. I'm going to act like I don't care if people don't like me. I do care. I did care. I don't care so much now. But I did that. I really don't care now. I, I, I will occasionally, if I like the person and they don't like me, that's yeah. hurtful. Um, but I don't, I don't really get that anymore either. But I certainly did before. Like I would just be like any slight slight or any sort of idea that someone might not like me would be like, that's it. I can't even turn up. I still, and you know, I've shared this in coaching groups. There are definitely times of the month where I, I can just see a competitor's post and just be in this whole woe is me, I'm an absolute failure, I can't do this, I can't cope. So I have ups and downs just like you guys do. Um, but I won't let it stop me going forward. Right. So I'm just going, I'm not going to let my fear hold myself back. I think that's the thing is I'm like, I'm still, a, I would consider myself quite a fearful person and still quite a resistant person to seeing failure. <laughs> But I'm just not going to do it. So I just made a decision and it's a daily decision and, and it gets easier most days. Some days it's not great, but so, most days it gets easier and it becomes easier because as you come in with confidence, people react in a good way with confidence. So I will say, and again, not a psychologist, so they'll probably say I'm wrong, but I did feel that faking confidence initially really helped me grow confidence because it got me in, in the right mindset. So just assuming that people are going to love me assuming that people are going to want to buy my stuff, assuming that people won't have a problem with my money, with the amount I'm charging, making an assumption and deciding that that is just how it's going to be really helped me push forward. That makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, and I think, I am not a counselor, but I have since listened to some other people who are experts around mindset and changes in psychotherapy um podcast and they were saying they actually said that that it is the action that builds confidence so part of the the problem with not having confidence and going I'm scared of making a mistake is that inactivity never will build the confidence 
Yeah, and I think I think that's that's the the fear, and that's that's what's what's building and building. Which, yes, um, it's it's taking that step and yeah. then having that step to say, oh my god, it's not it's not perfect, or yes. it's not, um, oh my god, I've done it wrong, which is yeah. another. Yeah, that, it's a problem, that right? Comes with paralysis. Yeah, it does. And look, you know, I have, I, have, I have lost. I was thinking about this this morning actually because this is it's hard work for me to do the podcast at the moment because I, you know, as you know, house and market, all these other things going on. And there was a couple of them last week's actually that came live, and there was a sound problem on it, and and it, it was fuzzy. And my perfectionist thing was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't run it. I should just not run it. But then I was like, if I don't run it, I miss a week. I miss a week I might just give up altogether because I just can't cope with the fact that I've lost that momentum and I went stuff it and then I was like oh I'll probably some, some followers and I'm like oh they hopefully they'll just not listen and they listen to the next one because that's what I do so I get caught in this sort of stuff all the time and I've really had to let go of my desire to control it's very difficult um I don't I didn't think I was a bit of a control freak but I've really seen in the last few months where there's I've realized that why you love events um, is probably why I love some parts about elements of my job is it's the ability to control the process or control the things around you. And when you move into a dynamic that you're moving into, you lose some of that control because, <laughs> yeah. It's, Would that be fair? Very fair. <laughs> control is, is, is huge. And certainly in an event space, if you're not, in control as yeah. that central cog or that you know i like to call it you you know my maverick top gun yeah aircraft maverick controller top gun. yeah and that's how i see it that you know you're that central cog <laughs> with so many things going on that it's a controlling space and it yeah an event can easily get out of control but you an event can easily get control but this is where you love it because you know the levels of how far to push that event out of control and you know that you can bring it back into control so it makes you feel so empowered and strong right absolutely and successful yep okay so let's just talk about marketing in this context it's so at my house is on the market which you know and i've already mentioned like 17 times in this podcast because it's all i'm thinking about but anyway um but i was having this conversation with the people that are selling my house because marketing and selling a house or jumping out into your own is actually a very similar thing I have done absolutely everything in my power to make sure that that house looks fantastic for buyers so I have done my branding like sweat marketing I've done my branding I um I didn't write the content but I approved the content because I'm a control freak I made some suggestions um but I've got my client had a bit of I, I chose some people that can sell it for me so that would be like my marketing platforms yeah I approved the content I got all the I got the content and stuff sorted out the advertising has gone out but someone still has to decide to come into the doors and look through and then someone has to decide from that to go I'm interested and then someone from that's got to decide to buy and none of yeah. that stuff is under my control already that's a deep breath to say yeah that's and I, not yeah. in my control yeah and that's been like I had a meltdown about that I had a massive meltdown because in my business it is now in a place where there's some of that stuff that I can control because I've been doing my content enough. I know some things. So some things that you can, the only things at the moment that you can control 
is to get really clear on what your off is, which we are working through. And you, I think you've really almost nailed it. You're about 98% of the way through. I would say to you, you're ready to start talking about it. You don't have to have it perfect when you, you don't have, because the biggest mistake people have when they've done like you is they go and decide they're going to announce to the world. So one yeah. of our team, I'm not going to say who it was, this is what happened to her. We'd have a session, she got really clear, and she got, I'm going to announce to everyone I'm doing. She'd change her name on everything, like change her bylines and everything like that. She'd make a big announcement. Then she'd kind of go, this isn't sitting right. We'd have another session. And she'd be like, oh, no, I'm this. And she's like, so then she'd re-announce it. And I had to start saying, stop announcing what you're doing. It's adding so much stress. Let's just let it filter through the stuff you're doing in a very gentle way while you're working out in your head how to do it. So that would help you. Massively, massively, because the, the first thought has been, oh, you know, gotta gotta get it out there and tell everybody this this is this is what I'm offering. Whereas I'm I'm sort of already offering it. You are. And and, yeah. and I don't really want you to change that. What I'd yeah. like you to do is like you wrote a great post on LinkedIn. Um funny enough, my podcast today is on this topic about how to talk about yourself and it was the five facts. And that was a great and I got great engagement in it. And so let's just talk about that. I am really happy if you're doing posts where you're getting all that great engagement because what you're doing is going, because you're showing bits about yourself and then you're showing in it who you are and people are connecting with that and it's opening up your contacts, it's opening up your world and it's helping you go, oh, if I show this myself and not just Leslie Superstar Event Planner Coordinator runner, People actually respond to me and it's going to build that confidence of I can have an engaged experience online. And I think that was that was huge for me because we had that coaching session, mm. which was the five the five ways yeah. um, about yourself. And what I, what I've noticed is that when we do sessions like that and we you know we follow a template, yeah, and it it is you know those what we followed, I can automatically engage yes i think because i'm engaged then the way i write it um is there for the people to read so it's it's more engaging but you know if i'm starting something from scratch then i'm like oh god what do i put how do i put it i don't know what to put so i go into paralysis again so i just don't don't do it so i've got some questions so if you had a um say if we're doing if you were doing if you were going to do a coaching session for someone yes and you were going to talk to them about planning an event in that coaching session what would be a couple of little like just give me off the top of your head a couple of little things that you think are really good zingers or things that they need to know about planning an event give me a couple oh gosh um the the first the first thing most importantly I would say is um what's the vision so what yeah. does what does the event success look like for you right from the beginning yeah. how are you going to engage your audience how are you going to put your message across and what does that look like because I think if you haven't got that clear in your mind in the first place then why are you running an event cool I love so that that's that's really important. <laughs> And then the second thing, the other big thing I would say is that then how are you going to do it? What does it look like? Do you have an idea in your mind what logistically you want it to look like from 
you know, when it's going to be, where it's going to be, how many people you want to attract. And there's a journey and there's a step-by-step journey to, to take you through that to say, okay, I'm ready now to start to think about what it looks like. So my okay. first thing is, is don't engage before you have really thought about what you want it to look like. Okay, so I've got some questions around these things. If I could take, so tell me, tell me a, a, like a, a, a really amazing, I've, I've got a few of yours. I know a few things about you, Leslie, but if I said to you, what's a, like a really huge core memory for you? What's an, like a good or a bad one? What would spring to mind for you? What would be like a big moment for you? There's, well, uh, there's a lot. So give me one, but, just give me one that came to head, like just one. So straight away was me in Rwanda with um, mount, with trekking to go and see the mountain gorillas and having 60 minutes in a space with the silverback and his family so close that we could nearly, well, we could touch okay. the gorillas. Can I ask a question about that? Do they always have the gorillas there? Like, are they always there? Um, so, yes, but the, the uh, trekkers... So the, the guides, sorry, the guides Baron. go really, really early in the morning and find where the families are because yeah. they move. And then they take you then as a group. You're only allowed 60 minutes a day with each family because they, they're, they're protected. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they know where they, know where they are, um, but they find them every day. Do you know where I'm heading with this? No, tell me. So you told me that the things that sprung to your mind was like asking what the vision is, what event success would look like, how to engage your audience, your logistics, where we are now, and all those sort of things, right? So what I did is I asked you what those things were. And then what I'd love you to do is make a list of like, don't then put it to a side. And then what I want you to do is I want you to make a list of like core memories or things that have really stuck out in your life like that. So you told me that story and I go, what did event success look like for the guides that took me to this moment? Wow. They, their faces were just beaming. But how did they get that for you? They had to go out early, right? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So I think that that's the click for me. I would, I would have a picture of you with that silverback gorilla. And I would say, um, to the untrained eye, this is this is me sitting with the silverback gorilla, having the best time of my life. But for you, it's all about a successful event or something like that. And then say, yep. we often don't see to get like this peak. This was a peak moment for my life. But what most people don't know is the guides go out and hunt early to make sure they find them and tell them that particular story and then say, if you want an amazing result event, often there's things you've got to do well beyond the scenes that people see, and that's the stuff I can help you plan. What a twist. Yeah, And absolutely. that's what I would do. I would take, because you've got all these amazing stories, it's going to get that engagement, that photo is going to um, bring attention, and I would do that, like get that balance between the two. So I guess it's the going along the same lines when I um, went up in the fighter jet. Yeah. You know, that yes. again, another absolute core memory. Yes. And um, 
it's looking at that and saying, what did they have to do to get me there? Or or I'm just thinking safety checklist, event checklist. Yes. Like what I'd like you to do and, and we can do We can do some sessions on this in the group coaching thing, by the way, like I think this is actually going to help some of the others in the group that struggle. Cause this is a thing I know for me is my, one of my strengths is taking an everyday moment and then bringing it into a real life. And they don't have to be massive moments either. Like quite often we, like I, I love the fighter jet one and I love the gorilla one, but you can also do it with smaller steps of things as well. Like I think, you know, I know, you know, Daria, um, yes. and Daria had a, you know, a foot injury and she's talked about the lessons that she's learned from having a foot injury and what she's had to kind of go through. So you can do it like those things. Um, but it is about, cause also I like, um, what I also like potentially is, and it's, it's one that you might not be quite ready to talk about, um, is, is talking about something like how you guys sold up your business and decided to go traveling for a while with no end game. And, yep. and like, as someone who loves control, how challenging that's been for you to then come out and have to refine your end game. That might be a useful one to talk about when you are ready to go. And this is now, like I've been doing Unforgettable Fun, it's still running, but this is now what I'm doing because I've realized this is my end game. So it could be like, sometimes you don't have to have a plan. So there's lots of things that you can do, but I would like you to, because I think that when you're talking about something from your at the moment for your fear and I don't want you to overthink of it look if you if you um I've already used the word fuck once so I'll use it again if you fuck this up if you tell the story <laughs> and you forget to connect it well to an event related coaching thing or if you forget to make it smooth so it's clunky and it's not right that is actually okay because people will still comment on it because it's got a cool ass shot of you a gorilla or you right. in a fighter jet and we want yeah. to get that engagement you have to remember too like I do four to five posts on LinkedIn, for example, every week, I would say maybe one every three weeks, one of those goes viral for me or gets a really big reach. Am I getting results though? Yeah, I'm getting results. I get people who want to work with me. I get those inquiries. I get them there. So don't get stuck on the reach. Don't get stuck on how many people are commenting. Sometimes the ones that don't get any comments are the ones that are hitting hardest. Right, but, but for you, I just want you to get used to the habit of posting and commenting on LinkedIn. If you could just okay. get that done without overthinking the content and just get used to the chatty chat, like, but trying to think, like, make a list of, of things I want to talk about that have got nothing to do with event planning, cool events in my life, things that I want to open up and share about. So people get to know Leslie Lucas because as an event planner, You've always been, Leslie, the person behind you. And this is the time for us to go, Leslie, the person in front. Yeah. And I, and I want you to do it because I think that you will also find your story through this. Like there'll be ones that resonate with people and you go, that's part of the story. I want to go deeper on this. And now I might think about how this related. Um, and we can brainstorm. We could brainstorm with like, like that, that, gorillas and you know the gorillas in the jungle I love the fact that you know if you said if you went through and you went you know how did I get there what was the process of doing that how did we know that they're going to be gorillas yet this is what happened so ask yourself those questions and then go how does that relate to how I'd coach someone if they were doing an event so it's a it's it's a similar process 
um, you know, because we we researched first where where did we go to Rwanda? Do we go to the Congo? Damn. Where do we go? Then which is the best company to go with? Yes. Who got the best reviews? Then it was reaching out to them and then seeing what proposals came back, and then for 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 us it was um, the passion that came through mm. from these the, this, these particular people, um, and then the guide just beforehand having communication with us, yeah, and literally saying this is what you can expect, and you are in a really natural environment, so. You know, it might not be like this. And from the moment we got there, they said, if the tone of the silverback changed, then you're out of here. Mm. And, um, you know, you could get five minutes with them. You could get your full 60 minutes with them. So if you did four posts around event event planning lessons we can learn from um, my, my um, from me visiting the silverbacks in Rwanda, you could probably find four posts. Uh, now I've talked to you like this, yes. Yeah, and you could do probably the same with the fighter pilot. Yeah. And then what about, um, so those are really good ones. What about, um, one of the things I thought about too was when you were doing those sort of things, did you um, did you ever have anywhere that you were really excited about going to but you just didn't get a response or you didn't get like a good response or was there anything that you like wanted to go and see or something like that when you were traveling that you, had planned to do and you're quite excited about it but you didn't get someone who was seemed very engaged or excited yeah i think um what when we first started um our travels we wanted to um charter a catamaran yeah. and um the experience of trying to do it was the hardest work we have ever experienced mm. people not coming back to us um that that's that's a huge one yeah no response and then turning up in um new caledonia and then going who are you it's like (laughs) yes so it's so that again really good for really good fodder so take these and what i want you to do is i don't want you to the biggest mistake people make with this is we have like all these like you say because you're really what you're really great is now that you're getting that click into it as you see the the possibilities and actually it's quite common in our group because we've got a great group and then what will happen is i'll see a post and i'll be like oh shit because what will happen is leslie i'm gonna take you you will write a post about being with the gorilla and you're gonna go i'm gonna write down all the ways in this post that this relates to event planning and we don't want that i want you to take one little smidgen of that visit and one point and make that a post right because yes, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm then go, yeah. So <laughs> like my favorite part of that whole story was the fact that they got up early for me, that they got up early and they went hunting to find some that they knew would be okay to be, to have us come and see and tell the story of how they're protecting the environment at the same time. So I loved that little bit. Like it mm. really made me, I loved it. And then said, you know, all, all, all you see is this photo. You don't see the group, the tour guides who went out before the crack of dawn to find this family of gorillas. You don't see how they carefully checked that it wasn't a group that had been recently viewed to make sure they didn't stress out the gorillas here. You didn't see the like the warning, like you can have that, the warnings that they gave us to make sure 
all all you see is this amazing shot but this is what an event does like that to me post it's a powerful post so and then to just finish off this is what an event does or and not go then into point by point of how an event relates no, to what no, I've no, said. No, 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 you don't have okay. to do that. But you could put like a sign off. You could have like a underneath go dot, dot, dot. Um, I'm Leslie Lucas. I'm an event planning coach. And I help you run beautiful events that may not include gorillas. This what, so I would like how I like to do it is I do it tongue on cheek. You don't have to do that. Lots of people just yep. copy and paste. Okay. That may not include um, viewing a silverback gorilla but definitely can still have the wow factor. Like that's what I would yeah. say. And then if you're doing the Top Gun one, it might be, I'm Leslie Lucas. I'm your con- I'm your event planning coach. Um, I might not I might not ask you to go upside down in a plane, but I can definitely give you that burst of adrenaline you're looking for. So I would like play with those and, okay. and do those like sign offs. But then you don't have to sell and you don't have to sell in that post. You're showing your understanding by connecting two things together. And for some people, they'll go, I've got it. And for others, it's just slowly does it. But for you, you're just telling a story. And I think we are, I've got a big content plan for you. You know that I'm going to ask you to do a whole lot of other things. But right now, I want to break that fear of you posting. And I also yeah. want people to get to know you and interact with you. And I, you know, like those stories are woven stories that other people are either going to love or aspire, like connect with directly or aspire to. So I would really encourage, yes, the gorillas, yes, the fighter planes. But even if there's really similar little things like sailing on your boat, um, you know, there's checks that have to happen for sailing on a boat, which is really important. Um, You know, deciding to come down the night before when you're coming to an event in Auckland because you don't want to be tired for that event. That's actually a really good post. And you do that quite often. So like those are good posts because that's about like looking after people and making sure that people are at their best as well. So they don't have to be big events. It's about learning when you are either looking at the past or in the present, oh, how can this relate to events and event planning? It's opening your eyes up to it. And it will be, some of them will be clumsy, Leslie, because you're learning and they will look and you'll, but just post and don't look at it and look at it and obsess with it. Okay. Because I do. I, I look, I, I spend ages posting yep. and then I, I write, rewrite, triple write, quadruple write. And then when I do get to post, I'm constantly looking at who's commenting, yeah, who's Yeah, and like. you don't want to do that because sometimes it's just when you post it, sometimes. So what I would say is you have the luxury uh, because you're my client of jumping into um, our community, into the um, check my work, show my work post stage and just chuck it in there. And I'll go, yep, or I'll go, where's your engagement question? Or I don't know what you're doing here. Can you explain? And and other people will also see it and go, yeah, that looks great. But that's that's the people that are doing that, like, you know, in, in our group that are starting to do that, they're getting far more success because... It's just getting another pair of eyes. And it's not even that I necessarily often change anything, but it's just more than you can go, cool, I can just put it on. It's fine. And you just have to remember that the platform is not designed for every post on any platform for any post to go huge. It's about consistency. I really just want you to get to the stage where you're posting consistently three times a week initially. Let's take all the other posts that we're meant to be doing out of the equation at the moment 
because it's just going to add stress. And I just want you to get that frequency up, telling personal story, but trying and however you do it, just to bring it back to a event point, not everything. Oh, you know, this is how it relates to this bit. Choose one point of running an event and do it. And so you told me that it was getting that vision ready, ready, right. What does success look like? Um, yep. How do you engage your audience? The just and their logistics were the most important things. So those are the things I would focus on talking about all the time. Okay. So if you can connect it to one of those things, that's good. Yep. Great. And so that then goes back to pulling back. Stop looking at all the shiny objects Mm -hmm. and all the different parts of marketing that, uh, that are there. And to take out that I've got to be selling. Yeah, so we really do. I mean, Engagement. where we've got the, when we've got the, when you've gone through, because I want you to do this till maybe about um, sort of like mid-jam when we come back. So like just kind of like, because yeah. also there's not so many people looking at things on LinkedIn at the moment anyway, so the pressure's off a bit. And no one sure. really wants to be sold to it this time of year anyway. So yeah. let's just kind of have that there. And then I think that's given you enough time over that Christmas break to really refine what that product, you've almost got it, but it's just kind of refining it. And we'll do like a little bit of a, um, a reminder around promo posts and those sort of things, but really getting what that looks like sorted. And then we can start putting those underlying sales type posts in. And then you can just keep doing what you're doing with those beautiful story ones. And those other ones are just going to come in and do that selling for you and you don't have to do it. Okay. And then we can talk about like lead generation and things like that. But I think that let's just get this bit done and get, yeah. and, and just, just, you can't put a foot wrong if you're talking about yourself. If anyone's going to come at you about your own experience and your own experience related to your own business experience, they are, to put it blankly, fuckwits. Excuse me, everyone. So there's nothing in there that anyone could attack, anyone could get upset about. Some of it will get ignored. It's nothing to do with you, Leslie. It's simply to do with how many people you've got on LinkedIn, the fact that sometimes we just hit it at the wrong time, and that's okay. I have days, I've got 7,500 followers. I have days where I have 200 views on a post and other days where I have 15,000. Wow. There's a big difference. Imagine if every time I had 200 views on a post, I went, I can't do this anymore. I've got to quit. (laughs) So if you get 50 views on a post one day, it's okay. You haven't done something wrong. It was just either the question you asked wasn't engaging enough um, or the the day was wrong yeah sure yeah and if it's if it's posted if i post on linkedin which is my my primary platform um the same post on facebook and instagram yeah i'd love it yeah Yeah, absolutely it's the same you're the same i know people go oh you should have different i'm like no because you're the same you it's totally should be the same content if you wanted what i would do is i would put it on linkedin and then I'd yeah. schedule it in Metrical for a couple of days later on one of the other platforms. So you're kind of like getting a rollout. Um, yes. The other thing I would just say too is, um, yeah, so having, making sure we've got photos, a lot of photos of you in them, I think is really important. So have them with a photo. It can be like, you know, like a photo on 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 there, like with, with the gorilla, or it can just be a photo, normal photo of you. So I think that's really good. Um, and so I think that's really key. I would also say that the trigger things that people really love talking about is anything around, for our age group, or no, I just age group, but just gender wise as well. 
if you feel like you need a bit of a boost in things, anything that's about self-confidence, putting yourself out there, taking risks, being who you are, being unashamedly who you are, those are all trigger points for us. Like I, I don't mean to do those, but I do them sometimes anyway. But I did one yesterday about, because I've read that really cool thing, which was like, um, you know, kill, um, don't kill the thing that's cringy, kill the thing, kill you yes. inside of cringe. You know, and so I posted that and that was a huge post for me yesterday and it had so much engagement and, and the engagement gets more growth and, and more views. Those posts do that. And then I saw Renee from our group. She reposted a picture of herself that she'd done that had, and it posted a bond a few weeks ago saying yes. I'm reposting this because I don't want, I want to be who I am and this is who I am. And my, my son told me it was cringy. So she obviously took that idea and put it across. I'm assuming she did. Maybe she, maybe it was just one doing but her posts went off. Those posts are good. So if you are, don't don't post about self-doubt on a day where you're feeling completely shit. But yes, write the post on the day that you're feeling yeah. completely yeah. shit. And then when you're feeling better, rework it. So it's like I recently I was having a rough day and this is what I was thinking. And this is what I think today. And then this and then a picture and that will go off. Like it, those posts will do that and it's still like that progress like that's that journey of being a, a business owner which is also an important part of this because your attraction is just is partly for business owners as well for people in large organizations so that's going to feed those things that are together because I think too um you know some of the things that I think that you would be valuable talking about is you know as a facilitator like I had a I had a um a miscarriage on a day that I was actually presenting to people and no one knew that I was having this miscarriage because I'm, I'm I've been employed to run a big facilitation I've got like all these business owners there and so I'm not going to show it to them but I'm like inside completely and utterly for a start in agony but also just completely bereft and doing that while I'm presenting and that whole thing of like how you can kind of like I can't say the word, but you know, cup and cup and blah, that, that word, where you basically disassociate and put yourself into the space yeah. and you're doing this thing. <laughs> and, and that to me, like those are the things and events that you don't plan for, but like sometimes have to happen and learning to not, learning just to walk through no matter what. Like I bet you've got stories around that and how to do those things. Like there's so much that you've got that you could dig deep in where you're showing how you can help other people in those situations. Yeah, and I think um, when I take a step back and actually really look at all the different experiences that there's been, there's been a phenomenal mm. amount. You know, there's been events that have had a huge success for various different reasons. And then there's been those where we've been in crisis management. Yeah. And it's happened get through the crisis management to come out the other side. Yeah, sorry, I almost fell off my chair just then. I don't know if you noticed that. I know, I, I saw that. I forgot that right. I leaned back. And I was like, yeah, was, I was leaning back. And yeah, that was really great. And I was like, oh my God. Um, so this is what I'd like you to do coming off the session. One, you have yes. to remember that you're going to feel like, you're going to feel uncomfortable because you're you're risking, yeah. you, you're not, you're risking doing something that, that might fail and it's something you actually really care about. So that's terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And the thing is, is that there will be elements of failure and you have to recognize that. When I first started running events, I had events where only four people turned up, 40 people had registered, four people turned up. 
I had events where um, we were using pretty much our last money to finance me to be at those events and no one bought. And I'm like, what the hell? Um, we had yeah. events where um, early on where I bought my team and my team rebelled against me and we're like, we don't want to do this halfway through. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Like I had, I've had like shit happen. And I've had events where I've been so like overcome with fear and anxiety that I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. And, and then I've had like times with businesses where I've done a post and I thought it was going to be amazing and totally bombed. Like this is going to be part of the journey. And it's really hard when our identity is so closely linked with the business, your identity, when, when you, when you don't get picked right away, the message that your brain wants to send you is it's because you're freaking useless. And yeah, it's not absolutely. the truth. It's just the right people haven't found us yet. My house is looking freaking amazing. And I know the right person will fall in love with it. It's just the right person hasn't found it yet. Okay, yeah. So when yeah. you're bombing, when it hasn't happened, keep coming back to me, keep on checking it, keep on checking your content, get that stuff, know that stuff is right. But remember, if it's not happening right away, it's just the right people haven't found you yet. They will come. And as soon as the right people start to find you, more of the right people find you. We don't water down to get the other people while we wait because then the right people will never find us because we're not showing who we are to them. We're showing a fabricated picture of who we are. So that's another big thing of if the sales or the inquiries coming in then it's i'll then go oh that's not working let's try something yeah, so else yeah so we'll take six to eight weeks and at the moment yeah. we're at zero for that because the longer we postpone posting anything that time can't start it doesn't start from the time you decide to start your business it starts from the time you take activity i know it's <laughs> kind of weird right i don't know how that happens but you can't go i well i pivoted two months ago and i've had no sales Okay, have you done any marketing since you just said? Well, no, but I pivoted two months ago and the business isn't working. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. And I didn't mean to make I, that so pointed I, to you, I but I just realized it's completely true. <laughs> it is It is absolutely true. And it's like I've been trying to get everything yeah. to complete. Because you're thinking, before you're going, I've launched the business. But you yeah, haven't told when, anyone. Or, or done, done anything. anything. <laughs> so it starts. I've done it all behind. Yeah, you have. So you've yeah. done lots of work, and and all of that work was important. Let's let's get that right. But to start to get leads, we have to actually physically be putting ourselves out there, and and we've got to do it on a regular basis. Like it has to be at least three times a week. And and so I I want that when that starts, you should be getting nibbles within six to eight weeks. I'm not promising a sale. Sometimes people are really lucky. Like they can change something, and the next day they get something. But everyone has this, normally has a six to eight, and it's scary. It is the scariest time because you're like, holy shit, when is this going to turn around? And yeah. and it will be a slow, it's, it's turning the boat. We're re, we're redirecting the boat and it just takes a while. Sometimes the weather's a little, the wind, wind is not blowing in our favor. So we just, and this time of year is the wind is not blowing in our favor. So you just have to walk. So, but the benefit of that is, your fear of failure means there's less people on the internet right now reading your shit. So do it now while you're learning to get used to it and just have zero expectations that it's going to return you anything. Just go out with, I'm going to give this stuff out and just allow it to do what it needs to do and I'm not going to expect anything from it. 
Okay. And the three times a week, is that on each platform? Well, you can copy and paste those posts from Mitchell Cole. Yeah. But I would just yeah. focus on three posts a week on on LinkedIn because it's your ideal place. And then just pop and paste. Yeah. Put those. I, I, look, I used to be purist about this. I'm going to do all this. I just want the habit to be established. I want you to get your voice and I want you to be confident. And that's what I care about most right now. Okay. Okay. So, so we want to make sure that we wait for it and make sure that we've got it, that it's at six to eight weeks time for those nibbles. They will happen, but you will have moments of panic. It's very scary. This is the scariest time. It will get better. But what I do want to say too, this is really important here, is if we don't fully show up as ourselves, and this is the scariest bit for you, because it was the scariest bit for me, and I know you well enough to know that you and I have this in common. If we don't show up as ourselves and we show up with how we think people need us to be, we won't get our ideal clients. Okay. You have to be really brave here and be prepared to show you your cringy self. And luckily your cringy self is much less cringy than mine. But you just have to, but you know, like I sat around that table on Tuesday with our group of people in our coaching group and, you know, people were very kind to me that day. A few people said, oh, you, well, you made this. But what I think I was meaning when I said, I can't believe that this group is all here was I was so fearful for all my life, like all my life, that if I was, if I wasn't trying to shadow someone else to be like them to kind of fit in more, that I would never find a place that I would fit in. Yeah. That yeah. relates, right? It and does. when I started to go, well, this isn't working for me because people keep it. I, I keep on fucking that up. Like I can't quite fit in because I'm just not, I don't fit in. And so when that's it, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to be myself. I can't be that person because I'm failing at it. So I may as well fail at being myself. Is that's how I did it. I was like, I can't do, I can't succeed trying to be what everyone else is. So I may as well, if I'm going to fail anyway, no matter what, I may as well fail being authentically myself. So at least I can feel like at least I got to live as myself. And when I did that, the failure stopped happening the same way. Right. And I started to find the people that I started to interact with better or the people I liked better. And I realized so I did shift to actually who I hung out with a bit too, which was really interesting or that I saw that I wanted to hang out or see. But I also found my people and I'm a lot more confident now about who the, who I am and who I'll be with and who I'll work with and all those sort of things. Um, and I want that for you too because we when we're a coach, we can't people please. Like you can't be a people pleaser. You can't be trying to people please your client because they need you to direct them so you can't do that and I think that's that's really really important because um I I, I do have like two brains as well that, yeah yeah that there's this personal yeah. brain of this and then they flipping into business yeah. mode is then saying you know I am a, a strong character you and are. um and I've got the, you know, I've got the abilities and everything else. And then there isn't the people pleasing, but it's it's just when those two collide, mm. which is. Um, but yeah. I will tell you, the- and I hope you know you see this in me too. I don't know if you can, but I think I what I do, that's the superpower for you, because when we have, because you'll work with people who are terrified of failure in their role. 
there might be someone like me who's like, I don't want to have an event that sucks. I'm, you know, I'm going to be using you next year to help me with this new thing I've got in my head to do that I'm terrified of because I'm terrified of failure. Um, and so I'm going to need that help. But you'll have other people who are in organizations who need to have help. And they're like, I don't want to look like a dick in front of my superior and my manager yeah. and things like that. They've given me this job, but I didn't know how to do it. I've asked for training. I've got that training, but I need you to. And so that, that fear you've got comes in because you can go, I got you because I know what that feels like. You might not have it in your professional life because this is the zone. I don't have it in marketing, but I have it in every yes. other area. Yeah, Same here. so I yeah, bring yeah, yeah. it in because that's the thing that makes me a better coach. So we don't right. fear it, we use it. We use our fear of losing control. When they go, oh, I'm really worried about this, go, I've got you. That's why I have templates, because I have a fear of losing control too. You know? Or yep. I, when I was, you know, on, on Tuesday, like Iona in our group, and I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, sorry, Iona, if you do, but she's like, the problem with having a planner is I just do the planner and then I don't look at it again. I'm like, I designed it so that it will be perfect for that. If you love a planner and you love referring to it, it'll work. But I also will fill out a planner and often not look at it either because the planner, the process of writing in the planner was the thing I needed. So I don't mind. And she goes, oh. And then later on the day, she said to me, actually, I think I'm going to use this for the year. This is really good. But it was releasing that need to have to use it in a particular way was what she needed. So that's really interesting because she said to me, uh, we yeah. connected on LinkedIn and had a couple of messages with each other and she's like I'm actually using <laughs> yeah but it's early days let's be honest that was three days ago yeah. I mean if she says that three months later we'll see what happens and but I have no expectation of that but what I'm saying is that when we bring ourselves in and we and we it removes it adds grace it removes judgment and it makes us a better coach and this is where yeah so you so you use the word superpower. Yeah. So you were saying superpower from, from having that fear of yes. failure myself. Use yeah. our weaknesses as superpowers because yeah. they're not a weakness because that fear of failure has made you successful in so many other areas. So I yeah. to take yeah, the sting out of it and go, oh, shit, I'm so terrified of failure. And go, no, my fear of failure is going to make me really good at helping other people who've got fear of failure because look at all the success in my business and my event that I've managed to do even though I have a fear of failure. So it's a total flip of a yeah. mindset. Oh, wait, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. It it's is. What? It is. It's exactly a flip of your mindset. And I yeah. think, like, to yeah. me, that that's what's really helped me was, and, and I just want to say before this, 30% of people will not like us no matter who we are. Right? 30%. And yeah. so I would rather people didn't like me for the person I actually am than the person I'm trying to be. That was my flip. I actually took it that way. I went, I'm accidentally pissing off people I actually really like, who I actually really want to like me because I'm so busy trying to, to be something that I think I'm meant to be. So what about if I just was the person I am and those other people still might not like me, but at least I've given them who I actually am. Yes. Because... Yeah, given the because otherwise if they reject me, I'm so upset because it's not fair because they didn't really know me, but I never gave them a chance to know me because I was showing them what I thought they wanted me. This is getting very meta, but that they, that they, the person that they thought, I, I thought they needed me to be. And so then I'm yeah. angry that they didn't like me, but I never gave them a chance to actually make that judgment on the real me. So now when someone doesn't like me, I, I sometimes get upset. 
But most of the time I'm just like, dick, I'm awesome. <laughs> but it's because I'm showing my real self, right? And, it's, yeah. and I understand they don't have like 30% of people who like me. So it's totally cool they don't. But I'm like, I'm obviously not their person can move on because I know I'm showing at least who I am and I like the values I'm living by. I like the person I am. I like the way the, my life choices. I like those things. So if they don't like me for that, I'm okay now. Whereas before I was so busy chameleoning myself around trying to please everyone else with a, the version of Rachel that I felt they needed that I could have been. And, and this is, people go, what the hell has this got to do with marketing? And boy, this is a long podcast because Rachel's gone ranty pants. And poor Leslie hasn't got a word in it edgeways and this is her bloody podcast. But this is my thing with this, is this is so about marketing if you are a coach or if you are the faith. Because if you can't get this bit right, it's so hard to get that authenticity right. Because there should be no division between that person that's in the public eye and the person you are. There's privacy and there's things we don't have to share, but they should be intrinsically the same person. Right. Yeah. And, and and that's and that's that's huge of, you know, how you are with yourself is how you are with yeah, others. Yeah, because it's exhausting otherwise, right? And yeah. I think you and I'm gonna use Kate Kate Thomas's name in vain, sorry, Kate Thomas. Um and a few of the others in the in our group who are quite um, you know, if we use the old like sanguine, choleric, melancholy, phlegmatic types or whatever, you have a melancholy personality, it's that perfectionism. But what happens is you have huge highs and huge downs. The yeah. trick is, is to yeah. harness it so that you aren't typing and writing and sharing. I want you to share, but I don't want you to share as an open wound. So if you're having a really bad day, just step away from the computer. I would like you to batch some content so you've got content you can use on days. So you've scheduled it so that if you're having a rough day, you don't have any. Like I have days where I just don't even go on social media because I'm just having a rough day. And I don't really yeah. have, mine's definitely hormonal. I just have two days a month where I just can't cope with the world. Um, and and every co even if someone comments favorably on me, it feels like they're punching a wound. I know, I know, um, I know that yeah. I've felt like that, you know, when when you go through the menopause, you know, it, it's a very, very yes. tough time of life. And there's a reality of, you yeah. know, how your body is changing, yeah. how you're thinking, how you're feeling about yourself very very different yeah. and yeah as a person mm. i have big highs and i have big lows and then i i do an event and i'm you on do. a massive yeah. high and then i have a crash <laughs> hi and you'll always have a crash because the highs and the lows and so i think this is the thing is that we're trying to find for marketing that moderate space between the two of them where you're not like going and we're not going fuck, 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 fuck. And we're doing kind of in the middle there. And that's why telling stories in the past is good because normally in, if there's been a high or a low moment in the past, we've managed to filter it somehow to bring it more into a moderate space. And that's what we want to be telling our stories in is in that tone, not in the big massive one yelly stuff in the low because that can be very hard to watch if you're reading it on someone else's. So if you're having a high, high, high day, or a low, low, low day. Those aren't great days to write. It's better when you're in a yeah. That day. that makes sense because I know, um, you know, one of my biggest lows was my burn and crash, and you know, having big operations. Yeah. Um, and then, but yeah. how I've looked at it through the work we've done together is to say, this is this is my journey, yeah. and this is how I got there, and now yes. look what I've learned. Yeah, and that's the power, right? 
So like, I would love to see a post that says, um, the, um, the last thing I want to see is you burnt out at the end of an event. It's one of the reasons I became an event marketing yeah. coach. Like that is a sunny post. No, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel like it. And then you could say, so that's, that's all you say. And that line is an authority builder. That's why I became an event marketing coach. And that's the only selling line you need to put in that. And you'd say, here's what I learned from my burnout journey. 1.2.3 points. As simple as that. Yeah. And that's it. So it's about finding ways to take that journey and then bringing it in. And we can talk about those in the coaching group, but that's, I feel like for you, it's just know that it's going to take six to eight weeks from when you start taking regular action. So the longer you put it off, so like you don't want to fail. So that's going to put you into action. The, the longer you put it off, you're not going to get that result and you need that result. So it has to start as soon as possible. The second thing is to take everyday stories. Just, I would sit down with a pen and paper, like you could do it if you got today, and just go break it into um, um, travel stories, business stories, personal stories, everyday stories, and just give yourself a bit of time just to kind of like go, what are some big moments in my life or little moments? And just kind of jot some stuff yep. down. And then get another pen another color pen and maybe just like think about like what what is one thing in this story that I can think of that I could link to events yeah or event planning or event coaching and just write it next to it and this is your content plan you made it just sound so simple and so out of paralysis and it's nothing to do with our list of tens or like you know like Yes, I want you to think about hooks and call to actions, but I don't want you to do that right now. I just want you to learn to take those stories and then bring in one thing about event planning or coaching or a truth around that and put it in or business. Great. Just something. That's that's absolutely brilliant. So now I've got I've got mm-hmm. a plan. <laughs> so I've got, you know, yeah, four, you've got a four plan. headings, my travel, business, personal, every day. Jot down some stories yep. and then do a link to um how that relates to relates and just choose then it will be i need to do three for this week i'm going to write them and i'm just going to choose the three that come to that i'm going to look at this list and i'll just get a highlighter when i've done nope. that one so like i'm just going to highlight that because i've done that one now and don't 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 think about oh i need to have one from this this or this just go for the ones you want to you froze there you just said choose the ones you want to write. oh so I said, just choose yeah. the ones you want to know about most. Just don't, don't, okay. don't overthink it at all. Yeah. Awesome. Now, Leslie, if they want to get hold of you, because they go, huh, this person sounds like someone I could relate to. She's not scary at all. And I do need someone to help me with event planning or event coaching next year. How do they, they find, find you? me on my website or they give me a call. And your website's lesliedocus.com. Absolutely. Yeah. Rachel's trying to feed the marketing. We're still working on this. We're, we're in a work of progress, right? Or they can come and hunt you down on LinkedIn. And they see can. Your beautiful so, they, so they can just look under Leslie Lucas on LinkedIn. They can look under leslielucas.com um, on the web. Or they can look under Unforgettable Fun. And they can book a time just to talk to you and then you'd work out what you're going to do next, right? So a little time about what you're doing and then you're going to start with like a little strategy plan no matter what they're doing, right? That's right. So I I do a um, discovery call first just to get a little bit of, um, are we we fit to work? And And then um, a bit of a strategy plan to say this is the first phase of what we would look to do. And then there's 
many options from there. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. So thank you so much for being part of the show. And um, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this um, because I think that this is something that is so relevant to so many other people as well. And I hope it it's has been, been helpful so helpful. And I really appreciate your time. I think what it's done is it's, <laughs> you know, it's been great to be able to chat. And it's also been fabulous to unravel okay. the paralysis that I've now mm. got. Yeah. I thought it needed to be complicated. But what you've actually done is said mm. it's really simple. Just strip it back, start from here, and I'm off to do that. So I would like you to put the date that you start your yep. first one of these posts um, up and then count like eight, six, eight, six weeks, eight weeks, okay. and then let's measure it. Yep, and let's measure how long it takes to get the first nibble, remembering that we're at the hardest. I'm giving myself the biggest, hardest challenge. December, December. I know. <laughs> today so if you start today like six weeks is the end of jan like i'm making it almost impossible for me to get you success here but yeah. let's just see but then you don't nibble not necessarily yeah, sale, you don't but know nibble. who's looking over the christmas period well you yeah. do wedding planning as well as like event planning and organizational stuff and, so, and you, know, you know personal parties and might, personal yeah. occasions um they all follow the same yeah. format and they all follow the same thread whether it's a 50th birthday celebration, a 70th, a wedding, a corporate event, anything. It follows the same process. And it might just be an hour with you just getting some help and support yeah, and guidance. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, and also, I'm um, just saying that, you know, and I might just, like, if it's getting really dire, um, I, you and I are going to work with you. I might just beat the system and message you directly on LinkedIn and say, hey, Leslie, I saw that post. You were inspired me to work with you. And if I do that within six to eight weeks, well, you know, we can count as a win. Does it count? Does it count? No, it probably doesn't count. Oh, yes. Anything counts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much, Lizzie, and have a great day. And to you. Thanks, Rachel. You're very welcome.